welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. So we just got through Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and now the holiday season seems to pick up momentous speed. And if we're not mindful, we can definitely get caught up in the frenzy of it all. I know myself over the years, I I certainly have gotten caught up in that frenzy in one fashion or another. So let's talk about that today. But before we do, allow me to introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the inner critic, inner critic tamer, and I'm passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things perhaps we don't necessarily like to talk about, but we know we want to be better for ourselves because it's good for our kids and their kids to come. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that happened to you, whether as a kid or an adult or whenever along your journey, something disrupted her life, causing you to maybe now have some fear, anxiety, stress, maybe just getting over the loss of someone, whatever it may be. My goal is to help you get through that and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about ways to get through the holidays stress-free. Yep, folks, you heard that. We can do this in a stress-free manner, and I'm going to help you do that. It's that time of year when families often come together to celebrate each other and the holiday season. Holidays traditionally are about spending time with those you love and making memories. But the holidays are not necessarily always fun for everyone. Many people actually dread the holiday season and would prefer to avoid it altogether. According to one survey I read, 45% of people living in the U.S. would prefer to skip out on the holidays rather than deal with the stress of it all. So what causes holiday stress? There are a variety of reasons why the time leading up to the holiday season and the holidays themselves can cause anxiety and or stress. According to an article posted by AllOneHealth.com, they had reported nearly a quarter of Americans reported feeling extreme stress come holiday time. Holiday stress statistics show that up to 69% of people are stressed by the feeling of having a lack of time. Another 69% are stressed about perceiving a lack of money. And 51% are stressed out about the pressure of giving or getting gifts. That's craziness, right? In addition to the factors of time, money, and gift giving, and buying, there are other reasons why people find the holidays to be stressful. Some of those reasons could include family drama, maybe in-laws, broken relationships, loss. Often times coming together after the loss of a loved one can be triggering and or a reminder of Who's not able to be there this year? Travel. The pressure of travel, the cost, traveling with kids, delays, cancellations, taking time off work, especially if you don't get paid for it. 
seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD, during the lack of sunlight, and maybe even feeling behind on gift buying and sending, mailing that out. When any or all of the above I just shared with you listed reasons directly affect an individual, mental health concerns could become a factor. Some of the mental health issues that are at risk during the holiday season include some of these, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, losing interest in activities that you once loved, feeling sad for no reason, feeling guilty without reason, addiction issues, increased alcohol and or drug usage, mood changes, maybe having a short temper, a fuse, angry, maybe even a period of mania. Most times, mental health issues are connected to other symptoms dealing with physical risk. Some of the physical health issues that could be affected when an individual is dealing with anxiety or stress due to the holiday season could include some of these things. Insomnia, fatigue, loss of appetite or undereating, increase of appetite or overeating, headaches, irritability, difficulty focusing, digestive issues, aching muscles and joints, maybe even poor work performance. Can you see how some of these mental and physical things can go hand in hand to one another? It's almost like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Am I feeling the physical pain and it's affecting me mentally or vice versa or what? So let's go over. I got 11 coping tips for you to have a stress-free holiday season should you choose to do so. Now remember, In last week's episode, we talked about the only thing you're in charge of is your thoughts and your actions. So regardless of however anybody else might respond to the choices that you're making, it's up to you how you wish to perceive it and respond to it. So number one, be realistic. Acknowledging what is specifically stressing you out is important to be able to pick up and choose what is feasible. Acknowledging your emotions and knowing how to deal with your feelings is important to communicate in a healthy way. After you check in with yourself and acknowledge what makes you feel stressed, it can become a lot easier to decide what is realistic for you and how to manage those expectations. Remember, these are your ex- the expectations of how you respond to that. You know, this is, in other words, sometimes it could be about boundaries, you know, especially it's hard for those that are maybe people pleasers, that they feel like they have to please everyone and then therefore end up not meeting their own needs or expectations and then that rolls over into sadness, stress and depression and all of that. So be realistic about this. Number two is set a budget. Take a look at your finances in advance so you can plan accordingly if you plan on buying gifts and or hosting any meals or events. Once you decide on the amount you feel comfortable with spending, create a budget system to use in order to keep track of your holiday expenses. 
stick to the budget you agree on with yourself and or your partner. This is so, so very important because we all, if we've overspent before, then we know what it feels like when we're shorthanded or the stress that we put on ourselves for the next month when that electric bill comes along because maybe you used a little bit more electricity to heat the house because you're having people over or whatever, you're lighting up your oven more, whatever it may be, those are part of your budget. So maybe tack on a few bucks or whatever from last month's um, bills just so that you have a, a ballpark figure so you're not actually shocked when that bill comes in January. Number three, forget the drama for now. Should you decide to go to Aunt Myrtle's house, try to let go of any family drama, whether it's long-standing or recent. Putting your differences aside is healthy for both sides. You certainly can create an opportunity after the holidays to settle things. Avoiding the drama and enjoying your time with everyone will make more, it more enjoyable for yourself and for others. It, it, it's astounding how often there could be stress and unresolved issues or communication, you know, malfunctions or whatever that happen in families. They've happened in my own family. They, I've, I've done it myself where I've maybe miscommunicated something or didn't communicate something. And then you kind of walk around with that lump in your throat or whatever and, you know, getting all fuzzed up and maybe nobody else knows you're fuzzed up, but you are. So you end up just kind of ruining your own experience. So, I mean, I don't think that the holidays are the ideal scene for having time to sit in a calm, rational space and have conversation. Certainly not if during the holidays there is drinking or excessive use of sugar or, you know, lack of sleep. All of those things attribute to how we respond to things. So, you know, maybe forego it and then have a conversation afterwards. Number four, expect the unexpected. A good way to keep anxiety at bay is to expect the unexpected. Now, I'm not telling you to just be on edge all the time because that's no fun. That sounds counterintuitive, right, at first? But if you keep your expectations realistic, you'll leave room for the chance that something might not go the way it's supposed to. Plans change and mishaps happen. Keep an open mind and try to roll with the shifts as best that you can. Number five, plan in advance. Whether you are stressed about holiday hosting, a school or work event, or buying and sending gifts, it can be very helpful to plan ahead. Keep a list or two and make sure you track them regularly. The other thing is, is checking the items off your list can feel very rewarding that you're actually accomplishing things and it can actually lower your stress because if we're constantly looking at that list and nothing's been removed from it, even though we've completed the things on that list, then we needlessly stress ourselves out and let's just try to avoid that. Number six, my favorite, saying no. I say this often, no is a complete sentence. Why is it my favorite? Is because I had to learn how to say no. Am I always perfect with saying no? No, I'm not. But 
I can tell you that it made a lot of difference. Again, this is kind of part of setting boundaries. And, you know, especially, you know, as a recovering people pleaser, I still do at times. You know, the difference is, is I fully acknowledge that's what I'm doing as opposed to blindly walking around being a people pleaser with the unconscious thought of hoping I could be accepted. I mean, and I and I know some of you can relate to that, but let's learn how to say no, and it doesn't have to be aggressive. It doesn't have to be angry. Dreading that friends get together, not comfortable mingling in large groups. I've heard this repeatedly from people since COVID. More and more people who, even those that used to be extremely extroverted, going out and hanging out in crowds or going to concerts or any number of things where there been might have been a number of people, they're now even shying away. I mean, I don't believe that since COVID, we've all converted into being introverts who, you know, remain holed up in our homes. I think we're still, again, recovering from a time period that triggered our sense of safety, security. And we're recovering from that. So, you know, maybe mingling in a large group is not your get down at this point. Maybe it will be one day, but maybe it's not now. It's okay to not do everything, especially if you're overwhelmed. For example, if you're the only one who knows the family recipe for making the best sweet potato pie, and you absolutely have no room in your schedule to do it, it's okay to say no this year. Maybe next year you teach others how to make it so it doesn't miss the table. Between the holiday dinners, the work and school functions, and the secret Santa exchanges at work or with friends, it can all become too much. And before you know it, every single free night and weekend is filled up and you have no downtime. Saying no allows you to get your self-care in, which can help you mentally and physically. Recognize that you don't have to say yes to every holiday event that you're invited to. Embrace saying no to the things you don't want to do so you can make time for the things that really matter for you. Number seven, limit social media. Social media captures our best moments, right? Because remember, we're the ones that are posting on our timelines what means something to us. Rarely do we ever post our worst moments. Rarely. And if we do, we might turn it into a meme or something and make it funny. But if you use social media, be aware of how much you're consuming Try not to let yourself get wrapped up with what others are doing versus what you are or are not doing. Remember, things aren't always as they seem. Number eight, try to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Look, I get it. It's the time of year when all those delicious foods we only save to eat for this time of year start filling the tables. And we want to gobble it all up. I'm just merely suggesting that you pace yourself. Due to busy schedules at this time of year, we can oftentimes put our exercise and sleep on a back burner, which can definitely lead us down the stressway alley. 
This can also be a time when our regularly daily duties get scrambled up and bills might get paid late because of doing too many things. Balancing daily living and holiday time is absolutely essential. If you choose to indulge, then do so from a conscious awareness, meaning know that you're giving yourself permission to enjoy the treats, the food, maybe the extra drink, whatever, but you need to do it from a place of guilt-free. Because if you're going to do it from a guilt-free space, you might as well not do it because that's going to end up affecting you mentally. So keep that in mind. Number nine, pace yourself. Once the holiday season starts, it feels like it's full speed ahead. It's okay to take a break every now and then. Taking the time to pause is essential to staying grounded, centered, and sane. Remembering to breathe. I know that sounds funny, but when we, when stress sneaks up on us, one of the things to shift is our breathing. Stress causes us to breathe from our chest which is a flight or flight or freeze breathing, whereas belly breathing, that deep, slow, controlled breathing, is a calmer state. So connect in with your breath throughout this time period. Number 10, be open to new traditions. This year's holiday season may be different than last year's for years. Maybe you didn't do virtual last year, but this year people want to do virtual or maybe you lost family members during this time and it's going to be the first time that maybe you're all gathering since that time and as much as you want to keep tradition and you do it's just going to feel different Speaking from someone of experience who the first year after I lost my mom, it felt like my dad and my brother and I, we walked through the first year after her passing in almost like a numb-like state. We went through all the motions of doing the holidays and birthdays and all the first of everything after she was gone, but it was from a very numbed, almost detached state because it just wasn't the same. And eventually over the years, it's still not the same, but it seems like the numbness has worn off and we're able to enjoy ourselves in a way that's just different without her, but know that we still have her in spirit. My family's going through that again this year as we lost my absolute favorite aunt in the whole world just earlier this month and we will be getting through those holidays differently. So it's also okay to try new traditions. You know, maybe, again, for us, our family, when my mom passed, we didn't necessarily host Christmas or those things, we were invited. Other people were gracious enough to put those holidays on for us because we weren't even necessarily emotionally, mentally, spiritually, anything. We could care less about any of that. But it meant something to us that somebody else 
thought of us to create a tradition or at least an experience for us that was definitely gracious and loving. And so be open to that if that's where you are this year. Number 11, seeking advice and or support. Many times talking out your feelings and anxiety with someone who is safe, like myself, for example, it can give you a peace of mind you need so that you can enjoy yourself. Look, sometimes we just need to get something off our chest and being able to have a safe space to do that, not in a need of dumping and not taking responsibility for your feelings, but in a way that it allows you to process any of those emotions that if you were to share them with somebody else, like a family member or a friend, they might take offense to it or they might, you know, judge you or, you know, tell you not to feel that way, which is not helpful when we're trying to just process through our feelings. So being in a safe space to do, to be able to do that judgment-free and, you know, know at the end of the that time that you'll walk away feeling better. This is particularly helpful if your anxieties are surrounded by broken relationships or family drama or loss of loved one because as a third-party source... We or I can provide knowledge, wisdom, and and healthy coping tips for you. I can tell you from firsthand experience, when I spoke up and said I no longer wanted to buy Christmas gifts for everyone in the family except for the kids, it was uncomfortable as hell because it was going against what we've always done. And as humans, one of our primordial human needs is love and connection. And oftentimes this going against the grain or what was considered quote unquote normal can now feel uncomfortable because of the uncertainty of what will happen. And as one of the other primordial human needs we have, it is that we want certainty. We like the sense of certainty, knowing we are part of something that, you know, there's, you know, we have that community that we have our tribe, whatever that is. And, and sometimes bucking up against that or going against, you know, what has always been done can make you feel like me, oh, am I going to get kicked out of the tribe, then what? When we are someone who makes decisions that potentially impacts the community, our family, our tribes, the members, it can feel, it can make others feel shook up as well. And as a result, can maybe make others feel irritated or insulted, unloved, and not feeling good about the change. Change is a process. Just like we've seen and experienced over the last couple of years, our lives took on a dramatic turn on March 17th. 2020 and has continued to take on many different facets along the way. I believe in my heart of hearts we will get through these changes because as a body of people we've been going through changes for many generations and have made it through. If you're listening to this program, you're living proof that we've made it through some very big things. And I believe we can get through another year of holidays. You get to decide how you want to do it.
Remember, you are not powerless over how you want to spend your holidays. You just have to make a plan. So some final thoughts here. It's not what we say about our blessings that count, but how we choose to use them is the true meaning of the holiday season. I'm going to encourage you to create whatever it is that you're wanting to create for yourself, for your family, and maybe it's something different. Maybe it's the same. All I can say is if it's going to be the same, then you really don't. I would ask you if you're going to walk away from that same thing that's always happened every time, and the results, you know what the results are always going to be, then why would you set yourself up for that? Think about that. If you found this helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to share this podcast as well as to follow it so that every week you can get an alert when there's something new dropped down for you to help you get through your week. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'd love to share some ways for you to do that. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. My website is drkellyray.com and my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next time, please know I send you so much love.